welcome to Heart and Soul Gospel Ministry Kids Program. My name is Kayla Joe. This program is made by and for children and youth. This hour we have Let's Read the Bible, Unlocked, Children's Bible Drama, and Daily Devotional. I hope that we can grow our faith in God as we listen to the program together. You can even invite your friends to listen to this program with you. Now, let's start this week's program. Let's start with Let's Read the Bible. Hello everyone, my name is Yuna Kang. I am the host of this program, Let's Read the Bible. In the island of Crete, where Titus was working, there were various ethnicities and religions. Because they were mixed in with these various things, they worshipped idols, were good at lying, and were evil. They were also lazy and did not like to do things that involved work. Instead, there were many people who only ate and enjoyed themselves. However, even in this environment, the gospel of Jesus Christ spread. There were people who believed in Jesus, and many became the children of God. It was not easy for the church members to live a righteous life in the dirty island of Crete. As a result, there were conflicts between the members who lived a holy life and those who did not. There were instances of cursing, fighting, and divisions. The Apostle Paul taught Titus how to teach the church members in this type of situation. He commands him to make the people remember that they should not curse or fight, but should be tolerant and show gentleness to everyone. Slandering someone is to gossip, ridicule, or insult others. When someone slanders another, there is a hidden sense of superiority that tells them that they are not doing anything wrong. It tells them, I am not doing those actions, but since they do it, they are bad. The Apostle Paul points out that the people who curse and slander others should reflect on themselves. In Titus chapter 3, verses 3-5, through it says, At one time, we too acted like fools. We didn't obey God. We were tricked. We were controlled by all kinds of desires and pleasures. We were full of evil. We wanted what belonged to others. We wanted what belongs to others. People hated us, and we hated one another. But the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared. He saved us. It wasn't because of the good things we had done. It was because of His mercy. He saved us by washing away our sins. We were born again. The Holy Spirit gave us new life. The Apostle Paul is saying, Have mercy on the people that curse, fight, and divide. In the past, we were not much different from these people, but God's grace is upon us. Haven't we been renewed by the mercy of God? So do not fight them, but help and serve them so that they too can be renewed by the mercy of God. What about you? Do you remember what kind of person you were before you received the grace of Jesus? When you see people who live the same way as you did in the past, do you have compassion for them and pray that they would receive the grace of God? instead of slandering or condemning them? It is easy to slander and fight with someone. We simply have to act based on our feelings. However, it is much more difficult to be compassionate and serve someone with love. This is only possible if we put aside our negative natures and instead focus on the God who has been gracious to us. The word slander 
is from the Greek word blasphemous. In English, it is blasphemy, which came from the Greek word. We were all created in an image of God. This is why slandering others is the same as slandering the image of God. Instead of slandering others who have been made in the image of God, I hope that we can be compassionate and serve others. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, You have abundantly poured out the Holy Spirit on us, who have been saved through Jesus Christ. Please give us the wisdom so that we can depend on the Holy Spirit, do good things, and live a life that bears fruit. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Now, let's read the Bible. Today, Ben Park from Arizona will read the book of Titus, chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. I hope you all have a great week, and I hope you will join us again next week. Until then, God bless. Hello, my name is Ben Park. I'm 11 years old and I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Today, I'm going to read Titus chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. Let's read the Bible. Remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed. To slander no one, not to be contentious, to be gentle, showing every consideration for all people. For we too are once foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy. Hateful, hitting one another. But when the kindness of God our Savior and His love for mankind appeared, He saved us, not on the basis of deeds which we did in righteousness, but in accordance with His mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom He richly poured out upon us through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by His grace, we would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This statement is trustworthy. And concerning these things, I want you to be speak confidently, so that those who have believed in God will be careful to engage in good deeds. These things are good and beneficial for people, but avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and strife and disputes about the law, for they are useless and worthless. Reject a divisive person after a first and second warning, knowing that such a person has deviated from what is right and is sinning, being self-condemned. When I spend Artemis or Tychicus to you, Make every effort to come to me at Nicopolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. Diligently help Zenos, the liar, and Apollos on their way so that nothing is lacking for them. Our people must also learn to engage in good deeds to meet pressing needs, so that they will not become unproductive. All who are with me greet you. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. This is the word of God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, through these scriptures, I hope that we stop continuing to follow worldly things and instead follow you so that we may become humble, righteous, and faithful. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
is a devotional program for teens called Unlocked. You can recommend this program to your older brothers and sisters. There will be two episodes every week. Here is the first episode. Do you remember a time in your life when someone prayed for you? How did that make you feel? Hi there, Emily Tenter here, and this is Unlocked, your daily key to unlocking God's Word in your life. Prayer is a powerful tool. A quote I've always loved by Billy Graham says that prayer is the nerve that moves the muscle of omnipotence. Isn't that amazing? Prayer is what we're talking about in our devotion today. This one was written by Emily Acker and is called Praying You to Victory. We all struggle. And it can be both heartwarming and strengthening to know that someone is praying for us during those times. Have you ever been in a really tough situation and found yourself just wishing that someone would pray for you? Maybe you didn't feel like you could even find the strength to pray for yourself, and you just hoped that someone was talking to God about you. When you are struggling and you want to know the feeling of someone else praying for you, you might be interested in reading the first half of Psalm chapter 20. This is a blessing of sorts, with the writer talking about how he wants God to bless the reader. In the second half of the psalm, the writer proclaims that God can, and does, work things out for his people. And there are other places in the Bible where you can find prayers people have prayed for you. Jesus prayed for all Christians in John chapter 17, verses 20 through 23. Paul prayed for all the Lord's holy people in Ephesians 3, verses 14 through 21. When you are struggling, find someone you can go to who will pray for you. Don't be ashamed to let others know you are having a hard time and you want prayer. You could also read Psalm chapter 20 and let the words wash over you. No matter what you're facing, you have a God who loves you and he will have the victory. Through Jesus' death and resurrection, he has defeated sin, death, and brokenness forever. And Jesus has promised to raise you from the dead when he returns to make all things new. If you've put your trust in Him, you will get to dwell with Him forever in perfect creation. This is the victory Christ offers you, and He will never disappoint. Psalm 20, verse 6a says, Now this I know, the Lord gives victory to His anointed. So, let's talk about this. Can you remember a time someone prayed for you? How did it make you feel? Who can you pray for today? Consider asking God to bring someone to mind. And as you spend some time in prayer today, also spend some time reading God's Word. Check out Psalm chapter 20 to keep God's Word alive in your life. Thanks so much for being here for this episode of Unlocked. Hey, if you like the art we use on the cover of the Unlocked devotionals, you can use our verse picks as the image for your phone's lock screen or background. Keep a theme verse at the forefront of your mind and enjoy the great unlocked art by downloading the image from our app or website. And that's it for me. Until next time, I'm Emily encouraging you to live your life unlocked, opening the door to God in your life. Here's the second episode of Unlocked. Does God overlook certain sins? Hey there, Emily Tenter here, and this is Unlocked, your daily key to unlocking God's Word in your life. I think you might know the answer to the question I just asked. 
No, God doesn't overlook certain sins. Why? Because God is holy. It's what we're talking about today. Our devotion, written by Enid Adat Nina Majuni, is called The Holy God Requires Holiness. There is a truth that is unfolding before me. God is holy, and he requires holiness of us. For years, I never saw this truth. I became a Christian at age 11, and through the years, I have been in church, but I never really considered the issue of holiness. I thought I was okay since I was not committing big sins. I had categorized stealing and murder as big sins, while I labeled telling lies, gossiping, and evil imaginations as small sins. But James chapter 2, verses 10 through 11, says that the one who commands us not to commit adultery is the same God who commands us not to commit murder. That means if a person avoids one sin and commits another, that person is a sinner. This scripture opened my eyes to see that all sin is a big deal to God. Whenever I do something that God forbids me to do, I am sinning against Him. I now realize that the things I considered small sins defile a person just as much as those I termed big sins. By definition, sin is opposite to God's goodness. Sin hurts everything it touches and points to the brokenness that invaded God's good creation when humans rebelled against God. But because God loves us, he sent Jesus to put an end to sin, to forgive us, and to heal our brokenness. Jesus, the only human who could be holy, died and rose again for us. If we have put our trust in Jesus, he has forgiven our sins, and he also empowers us to live holy lives, set apart for God's good purposes. On my own, I cannot be holy. Yet Jesus Christ is my holiness, and he has made me right with God. 1 Corinthians 1.30 If I am to walk forward in holiness, as Jesus calls me to do, I must rely on his strength to resist sin. And when I fail, I can come to the Lord for forgiveness, and he will continue to help me turn away from sin. Hebrews 12.14 says, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So let's talk about this. Are there some sins in the secrecy of your life that you've thought God overlooks? God promises Christians full forgiveness through Jesus, and he also promises to help us turn away from sin. Who are trusted Christians in your life who could remind you of God's love and forgiveness and also encourage you to resist temptation to sin? As you're thinking about who those trusted Christians in your life might be, do some reading on your own too. Check out James chapter 2, verses 8 through 11, and 1 Peter 1, 13 through 16 to keep God's word alive in your life. Thanks so much for being here for this episode of Unlocked. Same
following is the program children's Bible drama. Hello, everyone. It's John Backus from the Judges version of children's Bible drama. Instead of fighting for the land God had given them, six hundred people in the tribe of Dan went to occupy a land that seemed easy to gain. As they were traveling, they arrived at Micah's house. In the hill country of Ephraim, the person who previously came to Micah's house spoke. Last time we met Moses's grandson Jonathan at this house. This house is amazing. It has an ephod, some idols, and an image overlaid with silver. They serve many gods, so they will receive more blessings. What do you think we should do as we're traveling? If we take all the idols from this person's house, all the blessings will be ours. Yes, you're smart. Let's go in and get the idols. All of you can stay in front of the door. I'll go in with a few people and get them. Six hundred people in the tribe of Dan waited in front of Micah's house. The leader of the tribe of Dan took a few people inside. Micah was not in the house, and only the young Levite was there. Oh, Jonathan, how have you been? Ah, you're from the tribe of Dan. What brings you here? The last time we were here, you blessed us, and we were able to find good land. Therefore, we brought six hundred people from our tribe who will first move to settle the land. Thank you. At that time, the other people from the tribe of Dan brought out the ephod, idols, and an image overlaid with silver from Micah's altar. What are you doing right now? Why are you taking the idols? Shh. Jonathan, isn't it obvious? We are taking the idols you serve from this house. <laughs> Since you're smart, you should know what is more beneficial for you. Will it be more beneficial for you to live as a priest at Micah's house, or to be the priest of the entire tribe of Dan of Israel? Ah, do you want me to go with you? <laughs> I thought you were just taking the idols. Ha! Yes, of course. It's more important to be the priest of the entire tribe of Dan rather than being the priest of this one house. Wait a moment while I pack my belongings. Jonathan took his belongings and received the ephod, idols, and image overlaid with silver from the people in the tribe of Dan and left with them. After the people in the tribe of Dan took Jonathan, the young Levite, and all the idols from the house, Micah returned home. Where did all my idols go, priest? Priest, Micah called for the priest, but he wasn't there. Micah's neighbors explained the whole story to him. Micah, a whole group of people from the tribe of Dan came and took your priest and all the idols from your house. It hasn't been long since they left, and they had some children, so they couldn't have gone far. If you hurry and chase after them, you might be able to take them back. If you want, we can go with you. If the idols are in your house, we will be blessed as well. Will you do that? Let's get some weapons and chase after those scoundrels. Micah and his neighbors took some weapons and chased after the people in the tribe of Dan. I see those scoundrels over there. Stop right there! The people in the tribe of Dan saw Micah and his neighbors chasing after them and stopped. Then the leader of the tribe of Dan approached Micah. Micah. You must have no fear to chase us here. 
You showed favor to us last time, so we spared your life. Instead of being grateful, you came here to get killed. You brought a few people with you to fight with six hundred of us. After hearing what they said, Micah realized that he had no chance of winning by fighting with them. Eventually, Micah couldn't say anything and returned home. Ha 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 ha! It was wise of him to save his life. Ha 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 ha! The people in the tribe of Dan went to Laish and killed everyone who was peacefully living there. They burned down the city and rebuilt their own city. They made Moses' grandson their priest and lived well. God's people didn't know God well. Micah and the tribe of Dan served God according to their own understanding. God was the king of Israel. However, they didn't serve God as king, but made their idol as king and served it. The story of Micah and the tribe of Dan confuses us. In most stories, there is good and evil. In the story of good and evil, the good wins over the evil. However, in the story of Micah and the tribe of Dan, there is no good person. Everyone is evil. Therefore, it is hard for us to understand. The age of judges is entering confusion. Is there hope for Israel in this difficult time? We will end the judges version of children's Bible drama. Starting next week, we will begin the story of Ruth, which is a light that brightens the dark age of judges. I'll see you next time from children's Bible drama. Goodbye.
to participate in our program. Let's read the Bible. You can record your own reading of Bible passages and send them to us, Heart and Soul Gospel Ministries. For more information, please call us at 602-866-8999. Thank you. Following is the program Daily Devotional provided by Keys for Kids Ministries. Every week we will listen to Monday through Friday's Daily Devotional. I hope you can listen to one devotional a day during the week. Now it's time for Monday's Daily Devotional. I don't see why I should memorize Bible verses. I could just read some every day and that should be good enough. Memorizing verses is how you put God's Word in your heart. I'm Zach, and you're listening to Keys for Kids. I've got a brand new week's worth of stories and scriptures just for you. So how many Bible verses do you know by heart? Memorizing the Bible may not seem fun, but it's really important, and we're supposed to do it. Now, even though you may have a copy of the Bible at home or on your tablet or phone, it's still important to have it in your heart, too. Psalm 119, verse 105 says... Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Our story today, it's called Light in the Darkness. As she sat on the porch swing with her grandmother, Reese watched the first stars appear in the sky. I love spending the weekend here, Reese said. I enjoy having you visit, Grandma replied with a smile. In a little while, we'll go in for hot cocoa and a Bible story. 
Reese frowned. I like Bible stories, but Mom makes me learn a lot of Bible verses, and I don't like that so much. What's the point of learning so many? Well, learning verses helps you remember that you belong to Jesus and can trust Him in every situation, said Grandma. But I could just read some verses every day and not go to all the trouble of memorizing them, Reese insisted. And no matter how many reasons Grandma gave to show that learning verses was worthwhile, Reese was not convinced. Soon after drifting off to sleep that night, Reese was awakened by Muffles, Grandma's cat, crying at the front door. I guess Muffles wasn't around when Grandma went to bed, Reese thought. I'll go let him in. She crept quietly out of bed and into the dark hall. Ouch! She exclaimed a moment later when she stubbed her toe on a chair. She was still holding her toe when Grandma opened her door and turned on the light. Oh, Grandma, said Reese. Muffles is crying to come in. I didn't want to wake you, but I stubbed my toe. Grandma made sure Reese's toe was okay. Then she let in the cat and they settled down for the night. After breakfast the next morning, Grandma picked up her Bible. I think we should learn a verse today, she announced with a twinkle in her eye. It's Psalm 119, 105. Maybe you already know it. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Reese laughed. <laughs> I do know that verse, and I know why you picked it. I get the message. She rubbed her sore toe. I found out how painful it can be to stumble in the dark. That's right, said Grandma. And it's even more painful to stumble through life. You need God's word to help, encourage, comfort, and guide you. Reese nodded. Let's pick another verse to memorize. So how about you? Do you learn Bible verses? Reading them is great, but when you memorize them, you'll always have them with you. They'll help you when temptation comes your way, and they'll comfort you in troubled times. They'll remind you that Jesus loves you and is always with you. They're like a light in a dark place. Learn them by heart and let God's word light your way. Our key verse is Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And our key thought today, memorize Bible verses. Want to check out Keys for Kids Radio for yourself? Hey, my name is Christina. I love Keys for Kids. I used to have a radio called Pandora. And ever since I started listening to Keys for Kids, I don't miss Pandora at all. And I also really love Brinkman Adventures, one of my favorites. Listen to Keys for Kids Radio online at keysforkids.net. I'm Zach. Thanks for listening to Keys for Kids. This is time for Tuesday's Daily Devotional. Mom never has time for me since she got promoted. If she loves me, she should know how much I miss her. Your mom loves you very much. Why not just tell her how you're feeling? Guess what? You're listening to the one and only Keys for Kids. As always, I'm Zach. And as always, I'm super glad you're listening. Has someone ever done something to you that made you mad or upset? When that happens, don't just hold it in. Follow the advice found in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. Here's what Jesus said in that passage. 
If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. Don't just pretend everything's okay. That makes things weird. Instead, share your frustration with that person and give them a chance to apologize. Trust me, it's always better to speak the truth in love instead of holding a grudge. Our story today is called Talk It Over. Please clear the table for me tonight, kids. I've got to get ready for a presentation tomorrow. Mom's voice got muffled as she went down the hall to her office. Thanks! Mom never has time for us anymore, complained Eliana as she and her brother Jacob cleared the dishes away. She's always working. Well, since she got promoted, she's in charge of more things now, said Jacob. I know, but it seems like she could still spend a little more time with us. It makes me mad that she doesn't even know I'm upset about it. Why don't you talk it over with her, suggested Jacob. Tell her how you feel and see if she can work it out to do more stuff with you. Eliana shook her head as she put leftover fish on a plate and gave it to Oliver, their cat. If mom really loves me, she would know without me telling her. Jacob sighed. <sighs> Remember the sermon at church last week? We're not supposed to hold on to anger. We need to love others and forgive them like Jesus does, and that often requires talking things out when we feel hurt so we don't become bitter. Eliana just shrugged. A little later, Eliana heard gagging sounds and saw Oliver frantically pawing at his face. Mom, Eliana called. Something's wrong with Oliver. Mom came running. He's choking. Unable to help the little cat, they took him to the vet who discovered that Oliver had a fish bone stuck in his throat. The vet was able to pull it out and said the cat would be fine. It's my fault, said Eliana tearfully as they started home. I gave him the fish. I didn't know it would hurt him. I wish he could have told me as soon as it started to hurt. I'm sure Oliver knows you love him and feel bad that he got hurt, said Mom. That evening, Jacob stopped in Eliana's room. You know what, Eliana? Oliver couldn't tell you what was wrong, so you didn't know how he felt even though you love him. Why is mom any different? How would she know how you feel if you don't tell her? Maybe you're right, Eliana got up. I'm going to go talk with mom right now and tell her how I feel. So how about you? Are you upset with someone? It's natural to feel that way sometimes. Sometimes you may even have good reason to get angry, but don't let your anger turn into a grudge. The Bible says not to let the sun go down, that is, let the day end while you're angry. If someone has done something to hurt you, talk it over and settle the problem right away so you don't become bitter. Our key verse is Matthew 18:15. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. And our key thought today don't hold a grudge. You can listen to Keys for Kids Radio, too. My name is Charity, and I'm 12. I just wanted to say how much I love your radio. It is a really blessing to me to listen to it, and the songs are really awesome. They get you in a good mood and tell you your worth in the Lord and in daily life. I listen to you every day. You are a blessing to me. Thank you guys for all you do. Check out Keys for Kids Radio at keysforkids.net. I'm Zach with Keys for Kids. Here is Wednesday's Daily Devotional. The army always makes us move just when I'm making friends again. I'm so sick of being the new kid. I know it's difficult to move, but maybe there's a reason you're in a brand new place. 
You're tuned in to Keys for Kids, and my name is Zach. When I was about 10, we had to move because my dad got a new job. I was pretty bummed out, but after a few weeks, I made a new friend named Stevie, and we soon became best friends. Now, Stevie had never been to church, so I invited him to vacation Bible school that year, and guess what? He got saved that week. It's easy to see now how God used a tough situation in my life to reach my new friend. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere to the ends of the earth. Let's listen to our story now. It's entitled, New Mission Field. Miguel slumped down in his chair and sighed. His mother had given him the news he dreaded most. They were going to move again. This always happens just when I'm getting to like my school and know the other kids. Doesn't the army know we've moved enough already? I know how you feel, said Mom. I used to feel like you do about moving so often. But you don't anymore, asked Miguel. You like moving now? Mom shook her head. No, I can't say I really like to move so often. But Dad and I have decided that each move means a new mission field for us. Miguel's eyebrows furrowed. A mission field? A mission field is a place where missionaries go to tell people about Jesus, Mom explained. And since all Christians are called to share the love of Jesus with others, we're all missionaries. And our mission field is wherever God leads us to do that. Miguel sighed. <sighs> to me, moving just means giving up my friends and trying to make new ones and going to a new school and church and not knowing anybody again. Mom nodded. I know. That's the part of moving I don't like either. But do you remember when we moved here and Mrs. Evans visited us the day we moved in? Miguel remembered, mostly because she had brought a great big plate of chocolate chip cookies. When I got to know her better, I was able to invite her to church and later lead her to the Lord, said Mom. Miguel remembered that too. The whole Evans family attended church now. I know moving is hard, Mom said. But I find it helpful to remember that Jesus will be with us and to think about how he can use this move to help us point more people to him. I wonder who he'll send our way this time. Miguel sat back in his chair and thought about all the moves they had made through the years. Maybe God is sending me to different places because there's someone in each place who needs a friend, he thought. He looked at his mom. Maybe moving isn't so bad after all. So how about you? Do you think God may want you to serve him as a missionary someday? How about right now? The place where you live is also a mission field. The people there need Jesus too. Perhaps he wants you to be the one to tell them about him. Let Jesus use you wherever you are. At church, at school, at the neighborhood playground, or even at home. Be a witness for him by telling others about him and showing them his love. Our key verse is found in the New Testament book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, to the ends of the earth. And our key thought today, share Jesus where you are. Have you checked out Keys for Kids Radio yet? Hi, this is Amanda. I just want to say how much Keys for Kids has changed my life, actually. I love your music. It's the best thing ever. Thank you actually for putting my voice on the radio because that's actually super cool. My mom was like, what? Is that my little girl? I was very happy to hear that. 
Lucas, thank you very much. You can listen to Keys for Kids Radio at keysforkids.net. I'm Zach with Keys for Kids. Coming up next is Thursday's Daily Devotional. How can I help my mom? She's getting treated for cancer, and she'll lose her hair and everything. Going through cancer treatment is hard, but staying by her side will be the best encouragement. My name is Zach, and you're listening to Keys for Kids, a great way to grow your faith in God. Do you know someone going through a terrible life-altering experience? It can be hard to know how to help them, but often the best thing to do is just be there for them. Knowing that someone cares may be all the encouragement they really need. And if you're going through a hard time, know that God will always be with you too. He'll never stop loving you, and He'll never leave you. Deuteronomy 31.8 says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Let's listen to our story. It's entitled, Cheering Up Mom. Be good, Mom whispered, hugging her twin daughters, Emerald and Sapphire. Help Grandma. See you soon once I've had my treatment. Waving goodbye, the girls followed Grandma to her silver car. Emerald's lip began to tremble as they set off. She rummaged in her pocket for a tissue. Oh, Grandma, she sobbed. Poor Mom, how can we help her? I'm so afraid, and I don't know what to do. Before Grandma could answer, Sapphire piped up. We need to pray and remember that God is always with us and will give us strength. Grandma smiled at them and nodded as Sapphire began to pray. Loving Father, thank you for always listening to us and for sending your son Jesus to give us hope and salvation. Please help Mom. We know you love her as much as we do. Please heal her and help us find a way to cheer her up. Amen, everyone said. Emerald dried her eyes even though her heart ached. There was silence in the car until they reached Grandma's house where they would be staying for a few days until Mom got out of the hospital. For the next few days, Grandma kept them busy. They strolled along the beach eating ice cream and sent messages to their mother. The day before returning home, the girls spotted a costume shop near the beach. Immediately, they looked at each other and knew they both had the same idea. They eagerly told their grandmother. Grandma smiled at them, her eyes glistening. That's a wonderful idea. The next day, the girls returned home. Mom looked weak, and she had on her new wig she had received after the treatment. When Emerald and Sapphire walked in, Mom gazed at them in astonishment, not believing her eyes. Both girls wore wigs, too, a green one for Emerald and a blue one for Sapphire. No one will notice your wig when they see ours, Emerald said, beaming. Mom chuckled until tears ran down her face. Thank you, she whispered. The next few months will be challenging, but God is with us. And he's blessed me with two lovely daughters who remind me how much he loves me. So how about you? Do you know someone who has an illness or is going through a difficult time? Maybe that person is you. No matter how tough life gets, God promises he'll never leave us or abandon us. And he'll never stop loving us. Pray to him. Tell him your worries. Pray for those who are going through difficult situations and ask Jesus to show you ways you can help them. Trust Him in every situation. 
Our key verse is Deuteronomy 31.8. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. And our key thought today, God will never abandon us. You can listen to Keys for Kids Radio, too. Hi, my name is Zoe, and I have PKU, and Keys for Kids has just helped me go through um, what I have. I listen to Keys for Kids every day. I love your story. Thank you. Keys for Kids Radio is awesome. We love it. Check out Keys for Kids Radio at keysforkids.net. I'm Zach with Keys for Kids. Next is Friday's Daily Devotional. Grandpa just died, and I'm sad that he's gone. But I know that Jesus saved him, and he saved me too. Even if you're sad, you can be joyful, because true joy is found in Jesus. And welcome to Keys for Kids. Do you know the difference between joy and happiness? Happiness depends on if good things are happening to you, like if you're getting your favorite ice cream or going to your best friend's house. But what if things are going badly in your life? You know, you can still be joyful because joy comes from Jesus and he never changes no matter what's going on in your life. Habakkuk 3.18 says, Yet I will have joy in the Lord. I will be glad in the God who saves me. Our story today is called The Joy Box. After a long day at Grandpa's funeral, Emily spent the night with Grandma to keep her company. The next morning, she found Grandma on the couch with a big fancy box. That's a pretty box, Emily sat down next to her. Grandma smiled. This is my joy box. It's filled with pictures, cards, letters, and many other wonderful memories that bring me joy. Grandma handed Emily a picture. And my baby picture's in it? Absolutely, and much more. When Grandpa and I got married, we started saving these mementos. Sometimes we'd look through the box and remember special times. Now that Grandpa's gone to be with Jesus, your joy box helps you remember, right? It does. Yet it's more than that. It reminds me of the many blessings Grandpa and I shared and the joy of those blessings. Grandma paused to wipe a tear from her eye. But most important... It helps me focus on the giver of all that joy, Jesus. Grandma, I want to have a joy box too. Can I have a picture of you and Grandpa to put in it? Sure. I have a box that will be perfect, and my craft cupboard has plenty of decorating supplies. Grandma pulled a box out of the closet while Emily chose things she wanted for decorations. Grandma, is joy the same as happiness? That's an excellent question. Think of it this way. Happiness depends on what's happening in your life. For example, how would you feel if you got exactly what you wanted for your birthday? I'd be very happy, Grandma nodded. But joy doesn't depend on circumstances or what's happening. Joy depends on Jesus. So even if I'm sad, I can still have joy? Emily asked. That's right. We're sad Grandpa's not here with us. But even in the hardest times, we can still have Jesus' peace and joy in our hearts, knowing He saved us and has given us eternal life. The Bible tells us in Nehemiah 8.10 that the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
Grandma, I'm going to write that verse on my joy box right now so I never forget. So what about you? How do you react when you face hard times in your life? Even though you may feel grief or sadness because of something that happened, you can still feel joyful. Joy comes from Jesus, and if you know him as your Savior, he offers you his joy, peace, and comfort during difficult times. Find joy in Jesus as you trust him and remember his promise to always take care of you. Our key verse is found in the Old Testament book of Habakkuk, chapter 3, verse 18. Yet I will have joy in the Lord. I will be glad in the God who saves me. And our key thought for today, joy depends on Jesus. Want to check out Keys for Kids Radio for yourself? Hello, my name is Eliana. Thank you guys for all you do. I love listening to Keys for Kids. Your stories are great. I love listening to your radio, especially the pond. It really is nice. Listen to Keys for Kids Radio online at keysforkids.net. I'm Zach. Thanks for listening to Keys for Kids.
Wasn't that a blast doing the daily devotionals? I hope that this was a time for you to become a lot closer to Jesus. Don't forget to talk to your parents about the story you heard today on Daily Devotional. I'm sure your family will have a great time talking about it together. I hope that you can read the Bible often to learn more about Jesus' teachings, pray to Jesus, and praise Jesus often throughout this whole week. Until then, see you next week. God bless you. Goodbye.